Amen, amen. God is good. Amen. We can turn our attention to the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter. Start reading verse 43. Amen. The word of the Lord says, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Why? That ye may be the children of your Father, which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Amen. We're continuing in our, our series tonight, uh, the beginning and the ending of talking about Jesus' first sermon here to uh, the, the nation of Israel and really to the world, his time to... Uh, his time on the stage as as a human being to give us his message in his word. Amen. We're looking to that. You may be seated tonight. Amen. As he, uh, as Jesus uh, opened his mouth at this day, this time, and he saw the people, the multitudes gathering, uh, obviously the timing was uh, conducive to his will being done, he, him knowing that this is, uh, what is obviously going to happen? He begins to talk to the people that are gathered there this day, uh, whether they come out for whatever reason, uh, hearing uh, of of what he has been doing, starting to do his ministry is just starting, and people for whatever reason have come and gathered around, and him seeing the the multitudes uh, went to the the position uh, to begin to talk to them. Uh, about what uh, really is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, uh, instructing them on the characteristics of, of, of the kingdom that he is really ushering into this world. And it, he begins, as we've been talking about, the, it begins with the Beatitudes, as we, as we learned that that Beatitude really means really the blessings, I guess. Uh, and we know that uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is uh, the kingdom of heaven. He starts off with that, his, his first words that we've talked about, how, how crucial that is, just really what his, his initial words are. He could, he could start any direction, but he started coming right out of the gate with, with that. And so we've been talking about, went through the Beatitudes, the blessings, what it means. And, and obviously these are... Uh, the principles and, and the the characteristics of the kingdom of God, and also uh, if that is what the kingdom of God is, those things, then the disciples and the followers of Jesus Christ, those that are uh, going to be born into the kingdom, uh, these things, these attributes, uh, should be begin to manifest in our lives and to be to become uh, more evident as we draw closer to him because if this is the truth that he is preaching and teaching that we ought to be, uh, first and foremost, he's obviously going to display these with his own life uh, and, and not to just tell us to do something and him not to do it. And even even, even uh, goes as far as being baptized. We know that if anybody did not have to be baptized, it was Jesus, but yet he still... Uh, was baptized uh, for obviously an example for us to follow after him and, and do all these things, and so he he's telling these things, and it's 
it, it's kind of conflicting a little bit with the, the nation of Israel, the laws that they have been uh, following for centuries. And it's conflicting because God is, in essence, revealing the, the real standard behind the law as, as we know that uh, just because a law is established and, and, and that is, is enacted, uh, it can get lost in a lot of things and uh, lots of other laws and traditions can get in, uh, come in and start covering it up and really kind of distracting uh, away from really what the meaning is and throughout the centuries that the, the Israelites uh, have had the law, it, it kind of got, uh, sadly kind of got watered down a little bit, uh, the, the meanings of it got hidden, uh, and they began to take on new meanings through, uh, obviously with the help of the Pharisees and uh, the, the, the professional religious people who began to uh, pervert and, and corrupt the law that God had given his people to, to be a taskmaster to teach them uh, what it really is meaning to be a part of the kingdom of God. And we see uh, Jesus begin to reveal these things uh, uh, by saying, you have heard that has been said, uh, such and such. And then he begins to expound on even a deeper uh, meaning uh, of, of what the law is. And not just in the letter only, because you can, you can fulfill the law, but uh, miss out on really the, the principle of it. Uh, and you can check check a box and say, "Well, I did that," and but really, you, your heart is not even there. Uh, you can you can fulfill the letter of the law as we see the Pharisees. They they checked off all the things and saying we're doing all of these uh, doing all these things. Um, but we know that Jesus rebuked them for being the hypocrites. They were for uh, for being outwardly. Uh, righteous, but inwardly they were filthy. Uh, wor- they were worrying about the outward appearance, but Jesus can look and see their hearts, see their thoughts, and know that they didn't have the right attitude, the right spirit uh, in fulfilling that. And also, they kind of added to their own, added to the law, added these extra traditions upon all of these things, and therefore uh, really began to take away the meaning of it. And so, Jesus is here to confront what is going on in his own nation to to get them back on course of, of what it really means to be a child of God and, and to be a part of the kingdom of God. And so this is he's confronting that and uh, realizing they are realizing that as strange as it sounds, I think that if they had really searched in uh, the laws and really obeyed the, the, the law and uh, had a true heart for God that this wouldn't have been as, as strange or as, as, as hard to swallow as it seems because uh, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness are going to be fulfilled. And if doesn't matter what, at what point in, in life and history that you were born, if you're hungry for righteousness, God's going to lead you to the path that he has called for his people. And you're going you're gonna to encounter that relationship with God, and you're going to fulfill uh, the, not just the law of it, uh, the, the letter of the law, but you'll fulfill the spirit and the principle of the law because your heart is, uh, you're, you're seeking after God with all your heart. And uh, and and somebody in those days that was that was doing that this this would not become as an, as a, really a, an offense uh, to them and so he here tonight we're continuing on we kind of ended our last lesson talking about this but 
uh, he says, you have, you have heard that it had been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. And, I mean, really, how easy is, it, is that to, to obey, right? You think about it. Love, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's, that's easy to do. Uh, because naturally we're going to love those who we get along with. And those we don't like, we don't get along with, we're going to hate them. And if that's what we can say, well, I don't have to love you because the law says I can hate my enemy or whatever. You can, you can make an enemy out of anybody over anything. Uh, you can make an enemy out of your neighbor over your fence line. And you can uh, say, well, I don't, you know, I don't have to love that guy because uh, the law says I, I can hate, the, hate my enemy. <coughs> And so Jesus is here saying, but he says, but I say unto you, love your enemies and bless them that curse you and do good to them that hate you and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Now, that's now that's a hard thing to, to, to do. Right. Uh, I'd rather I would rather just love my enemy or love my neighbor and hate my enemy. Right. We'd all love that because that, that's just going to come naturally to us. But Jesus is we're really revealing uh, the, the, the true principle behind what love, what unconditional love is, is to love your enemy even when they hate you, even when they curse you, you're still going to bless them and, and still do good to them that hate you because uh, uh, our love is, is really, uh, if we're honest with ourselves, our love is conditional. But God's love is unconditional. And that's the love that he loves us with. And I'm thankful that his love is unconditional. Because if it was conditional, none of us would be here tonight. If God had the love that we have for people, our natural love, uh, none of us would be here because we wouldn't give, our, we wouldn't give each other a, a second chance. But I'm thankful that God gives us uh, a second chance and he gives us grace and mercy. And so because we have received that love and experienced that love in our lives, we are to do that to others as well. Because while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. And, and if, and if uh, we are just living by the law to love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy, uh, really a sinner really is an enemy of God. And so if, if Jesus did not come and to really fulfill this uh, and explain that uh, real love is to love your enemy and bless them that curse them, curse you and do good to them that hate you, uh, he's just revealing the love that he has for humanity uh, because that's what he uh, portrayed in his life and, and gave his life for us. And so to do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Now, I don't know uh, how, how, how much we have uh, really experienced this verse. Uh, I, obviously, we all have different experiences to some degrees and, and all these things. But uh, I got a feeling that maybe in the last days that this verse, verse 44, might might we might be have to pay a little bit more attention to that because the enemy uh in the last days is not going to be pleasant we can see it out there you don't have to you don't have to look hard f to find how how evil the world is and how much they uh, they hate they hate anyone that's against them or or speaking contrary to the message or the uh the movement that they're trying to do uh and so uh we're, we're going to have to learn how to love our enemies now more than ever before. 
and, and to pray for them and to uh, bless them that do uh, that, that hate us and curse us. And uh, re- really, it's going to be, uh, I think, trying times uh, for the church in the last days to really fulfill a lot of these things. But we're going to do that through the help of the Lord because uh, we, we're, we know if, if we're walking in the flesh and living according to the flesh, it's, it's going to be a lot harder. Uh, but if we learn to uh, trust in the spirit and to crucify the flesh in these last days, then we're really going to depend upon the Lord uh, to get us through this. Because he, uh, he, he says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And so even in the midst of whatever's going on, we're going to have to learn how whether it's to hold our, hold our peace, hold our tongue, or to learn to, uh, to speak the truth in love. Uh, and so uh, we can uh, we can speak the truth, but we got to make sure we're doing that in a loving manner because uh, we we ultimately there's going to be uh, there's a soul on the other side uh, that we uh, that God loves as well. Uh, and so he says we got we got to do this uh, that we may be the children of our Father which is in heaven. He maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain upon the just and the unjust. And so uh, he goes on, For if ye love them that which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans do the same. And, and so he's explaining really how easy it is to love those who love you and treat uh, and love them that treat you nicely. He says the, the, uh, the politicians do that. Whenever the politicians need your vote, guess what? They're your best friend. Right, they're they're lovingly they're loving them that uh, that are l- looking to get something out of you, and he says, if you if you love them, which love you, what reward have you? Even the publicans do the same, and so we're no different than somebody else who's uh, who's just trying to be nice to somebody to get something out of them. But uh, the love of God's got to go deeper than that because uh, there's a soul there that God ultimately wants to be saved, and if we are uh, only loving those that we like, then we're not really being Christ-like because God loves everybody, even those who uh, persecuted and hated him. And he says, if you salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans uh, do so. And so, uh, obviously, if we're going to stand out as the people of God, we're going to have to be better than the politicians and the publicans, right? Uh, And even the uh, the publicans is also translated as e- e- more like the tax collectors. Uh, and so nobody likes the tax collectors. And so we want to be, uh, we want to show the love of God even the more so. Because uh, even though that we, we are in this age of grace, as people like to take advantage of the grace of God, uh, grace does not make it easier on, on the church or on the people of God. Grace actually requires more out of us than, than the law does. Uh, because, uh, again, the law says, love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But now that we're experiencing grace, grace says, give grace to them. God has given us grace, so love your enemies and bless them that curse you. And, and so uh, it, it's a... It's a higher bar, it's a higher standard to live by under grace. And, and, and Paul says, just because we, have, we are in grace, uh, that doesn't mean that sin can abound, that we just 
do whatever we want and live whatever we want. No, uh, grace has called us to live uh, a holy and separated life uh, set apart unto God. And so we need to follow what the Lord is asking us to do. And, and he goes on to say, verse 48, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now talk about something not easy to fulfill. I mean, just reading... Reading the, the surface words of that, be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Well, right out the bat, we know, like, man, I, how can we even do that? Uh, but if we are a uh, child of God, if we have been born of the water and of the Spirit, and we have the Holy Ghost inside of us, if we have that perfect Spirit inside of us, then that means that there is a way that we can actually uh, attain perfection obviously it's not through us our ability but if we surrender ourselves and we submit our our flesh and our will and our desires and our kingdom to to God's will and his spirit then uh, he can work in us and through us and that's that uh, perfection in us that we can start uh, see manifested in us through the fruit of the spirit and and through the work of God in us and so uh, he's calling us really to be perfect. He's really asking us to let the Holy Ghost inside of us uh, have his way uh, in us and through us so that we can uh, be called the children of God and really let the will of God be done in our lives. And we, we know that whatever level we're at, obviously somebody that is just coming into this, as uh, Paul describes as being a babe in Christ, uh, Obviously, there's there's kind of I don't want to say there's different requirements, but there's different there's different maturity levels that we all have to understand. And we know uh, somebody who just comes into uh, the kingdom of God is introduced to a whole new world. And there's all kinds of things that are that we we take as second nature. Uh, and so somebody who's just uh, walking into this as a babe of Christ, they may not know exactly what it what it means to be holy and separated and set apart, but uh, as long as they have a, a heart that is still hungering for righteousness, God's going to lead them to that and, and, and teach them and uh, instruct them of the ways of the kingdom, and they will begin to mature in Christ as you and I are maturing in Christ. The longer that we're in this, hopefully the more mature we're becoming. And if we are, uh, if we've been in church for 85 years and we're still uh, are a, a babe in Christ, and there's definitely uh, some issues there. And obviously, we know that uh, God is always calling us closer to Him, and we uh, will grow mature if we are following the right path. And, and that that ends really the chapter five. It's obviously there's no He's continuing on in, in chapter six. There's no separations there that we separate that out, but. Um, Chapter 6 really kind of introduces uh, three areas of uh, spiritual discipline that we as children of God uh, are to uh, live by in our lives. And he, he talks about it in, in Matthew 6 and 1 says, uh, Take heed that ye uh, do not your alms before men to be seen of them, otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. And this is beginning to talk about for the next uh, 15 or 18 verses. Uh, he, he's kind of addressing this, this public versus private uh, life that a follower of, of Christ 
uh, should have, things that, he, that should be manifested in, in their life and, and not just uh, all about the public, disp- uh, public display as he came uh, really head-to-head against with uh, the Pharisees as they, they really loved the uh, showing off in the public aspect and, and what people saw, but inwardly they were filthy. Uh, the cup on the outside was clean, but inside it was filthy. And so uh, here, Matthew 6, he, he talks about these three disciplines that we are to follow and where, where we can easily fall into more of uh, do more talking than actual walking. When we, uh, when we, are, uh, when we don't do uh, privately what we talk about publicly, then we, are, we become no better than the publicans or no better than the Pharisees. Uh, and, and so, as he says, that they who do those things in public, that's the reward that they're going to get. And, and so he's not saying that we should always uh, have to do our, our giving and our praying, our fasting in secret. He's teaching us that giving and praying and fasting is, is, should not be motivated for us to do for the to impress other people but we're doing it for God we're not doing this for people we're not doing this for a show to get uh, the accolades of people and get a pat on the back and uh, that's not the reason we're doing this we're we're doing this because we are disciples of Jesus Christ and we're doing this for him do all things under the Lord uh, and it doesn't matter what people say or don't say because we're not doing it for them Uh, and so that's what he begins to teach about and dealing with the, uh, the lust of the, uh, the flesh as, as 1 John 2 and 16 deals with for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father but as a, is of the world. So it's the main, if you want to break down three categories that, that we deal with uh, as uh, a carnal being, uh, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life, uh, and so... Uh, Jesus kind of uh, addresses these things here in Matthew 6, and he says, uh, Take heed that ye do not your alms before men. Do you not, don't do your good deeds, your righteous things, your, 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 uh, the good stuff you're supposed to do before men to be seen of them. Uh, and, and so, but to do it privately. Uh, there's another translation that it says, uh, be careful, be especially careful when you are trying to be good so that you don't make a performance out of it. It might be a good theater, but the God who made you won't be applauding. Uh, that's what it means to be, uh, to be seen of them, as he said, uh, don't do your things before men to be seen of them. That word, be, to be seen of them, uh, is translated, that's where we get our word theater from. The Greek word uh, theater means to be seen of them. And so if people that are doing things to be seen uh, by other people, you're, you're putting on a show that's not authentic, that's not genuine. Uh, you're, in essence, you're becoming an actor uh, because you, you want the approval of people. You, you care about what people say about you and and you want to impress the people rather than uh, rather than impress God, and so in uh, in the Greek it means you're you're putting on a show, uh, theatrics, a theater. Uh, so obviously 
people may applaud you, but that doesn't mean God's going to applaud you. Uh, and so it's, it's very, uh, it's interesting how they uh, translate that because uh, we know uh, that God does not like that uh, as he confronts the, the Pharisees because the Pharisees were doing uh, theatrics. It was all a show for them, and they, they're the only ones that really got rebuked uh, because of Jesus called them hypocrites. And so uh, we see uh, he's beginning to address these issues in, in Matthew 6. In verse 2, he talks about, Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites, hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. So when people put on a show uh, and, and get the applause of man uh, and the, the comments of, 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 of mankind and your people around you, you, uh, you get those comments, what you're looking for. Uh, Jesus says that, that's, that's your, that you've got your reward. Don't expect anything from me. Don't expect the windows of heaven to open up and pour out in your life because that's not what you're looking for. You, you've already got what you want, the, the accolades of the people around you, the, 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 the good performance. And they said, man, what, uh, how great you are, how spiritual you are, whatever. Uh, if people are doing that for that reason, that's the reward they're getting. They're not going to get any heavenly reward because they've already got the reward they're looking for. Uh, and so, uh, when, verse 3, when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, uh, that thine alms may be in secret, that thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And so, sadly, uh, be, be in such a, a materialistic world and a, and a carnal world, everyone wants to get the pat on the back and uh, our, 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 our pride uh, wants to be recognized. We we want to we want all of those things. And Jesus says that that's not what you should be seeking after. You should be seeking after the approval of Him, because if God sees that uh, and you're seeking after His approval, He's the one who can bless you more than a man can bless you, or a woman can bless you, or or a pat on the back can bless you. Uh, and so if we do it secretly. As in, we're just doing this, and whether it, whether anybody sees me or not, I'm not, that's not what the reason we're doing it. We're doing it as unto the Lord, and we know that God sees everything, and so He's going to bless in due time. We may not get the what we're looking for out of people, but if if we're doing it for the right reasons, God's going to bless us. And, and so uh, the translation says, when you do something for someone else, don't call attention to yourself. You've seen them in action, I'm sure. Uh, play actors, uh, call them treating a, a prayer meeting or a street corner as like a stage, acting compassionate as long as someone is watching, playing to the crowds. They get the applause, true, but that's not all they get. When you help someone out, don't think about how it looks. Just do it quietly, unobtrusively. That is the way your your God who conceived you in love, working behind the scenes, helps you out. That's that's the message translation, uh, and I know if you you know you know about the message. That's kind of that's a that's a that's a crazy crazy translation. But uh, sometimes I guess it it can really s- spell it out, even though they you know half the Bible's kind of missing. But uh, sometimes maybe they they do a, a decent job at it. But uh, and so giving is an important thing in the eyes of God. Obviously, we know that, and, and doing good deeds, uh, but we can't be doing it 
to get the, the approval of other people. Uh, because if we're doing that, we're doing it for the wrong reasons. And, and so uh, how, you, how do you, the lust of the eyes is really you see something and that's what I want, right? Uh, lust of the eyes, that's, that's what I want to see. That's what I'm going after. Uh, and so the way that you combat the, the lust of the eyes, the way that you deal with uh, that feeling of I want this or I want this or I, I want to I, I impress others, the way that you do that is uh, to, def- to, to conquer that is you got to give. Uh, and not give for the approval of people, but to give behind the scenes. You got to give of yourself, whether anybody realizes it or not. And so, because you're giving it unto the Lord, you're doing it unto the Lord. And so, well, if people want to be seen and heard by others, uh, they get that reward. But the, over, the way to overcome that is do everything privately as unto the Lord. And you won't have to deal with the, that lust, uh, that craving for uh, 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 may, uh, approval of others. Uh, and so if you do it on the Lord, you're, you're not going to uh, have to deal with that. He goes in to say, when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Uh, Imagine that. People that are, are taking the time to pray, but they are praying so that they can be seen of others. And Jesus says, they get their reward. Imagine saying all these prayers, but you're really saying it to impress somebody else. Jesus says, you've got your reward. Your prayer, that you, your prayer is already answered. It's not even going to be answered from heaven because you're not even, you're, you're just saying these things to impress somebody else. Uh, you get your reward. That means uh, you're not, that prayer is not getting answered from heaven because you've already, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Uh, and so he says, but when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. When thou shut that door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. When thou pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. But do not ye therefore like unto them, as for as your father knoweth what things ye need of before ye ask of him. Uh, and so uh, really, obviously, uh, again, it's not about a performance, it's not about a show, it's not about uh, uh, what you pray or how you say it, because if you're, if you're just praying to God, you're not concerned what other people think about you, right? Uh, you know, uh, but maybe there are people that, are, that do that. Obviously, the Pharisees did that in those days, uh, so uh, he's addressing these issues where people just want to do things on the surface, but not really uh, for the right reasons, and so... Prayer is an important uh, discipline because it helps conquer our pride of life. Because uh, obviously, uh, the pride of life we want to be we want to be known and recognized for whatever reason. Uh, but if we pray in private under the Lord, we're not we're not seeking the to a, the approval of anybody else because there's nobody else around, right? We're just doing we're just praying to God, and so the pride of life says I'm in charge. Uh, but when we when we pray like like Jesus tells us to pray, uh, we are uh, confessing that we're not in charge, but God is in charge. And so he, he goes to say, uh, since he's talking about praying in private, he says, after this manner, therefore pray ye. And obviously we know this is at the Lord's Prayer. Uh, and obviously uh, 
mainstream Christianity, a lot of people uh, will just recite this word for word, and I don't think that's what Jesus meant. He says, after this manner, this is the this is the way you should pray. Not just don't just don't repeat my words, uh, because that can also become like a vain repetition, right? If you've men- if you've memorized the prayer and you just speak it out, because you've, that's all that's the only thing you say. Uh, ha- over time, it can easily lose its meaning. Uh, and so, people that uh, you know recite the Lord's prayer, obviously, God bless them for praying. If, if they're genuinely praying, uh, hopefully. Uh, they'll go beyond just reciting these words, and, and God would lead them to actually pray from the heart. Uh, over in Israel, uh, at the Western Wall, where where obviously the Jews line up to pray, I was astounded uh, by uh, by them praying there, uh, because sadly, in my opinion, a lot of it's just vain repetitions. Because they'll they'll go there underneath, right under the wall. You go over there, and there's a huge library, books everywhere. You just go and grab a book, and what they do, they go grab their book, and they flip it, books of prayer, and all these things, and they go there, and they just and they just go throughout and re, and they they just recite the book, recite that prayer, and and move on. And uh, it's you know it's it seems like a surface prayer, and and I I think that. If they're, you know, really just praying from the heart, you don't need a book, right? You don't need to recite some pre-written prayer by somebody else because uh, does that really even touch you? Is that really what you're thinking about it? And so uh, uh, praying in private, praying, praying on the Lord is is fulfilling what God wants us to do and not worried about what other people think. He says, Verse 14, for if you forgive men of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And so uh, uh, talking about the praying, the, the Lord's Prayer, uh, understanding that uh, that is just an example of, of how we should pray, the manner we should pray. After this manner pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And if we're really genuinely praying that way or that manner, what are we doing? We're confessing that. We want his kingdom to come. We want his will to be done, not ours. We're submitting ourselves, humbling ourselves. Whether anybody sees us or not, obviously that's, that's not the reason we're doing it. We're, we're praying because we want to get connected with God and we want to follow and grow in him. And he's teaching us how that is done in the kingdom of God and not worrying about uh, what other people think about us. Uh, because that's not the reason we're doing it. And, and so uh, he says uh, in verse 16, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites do, a sad countenance, for they disguise or disfigure their faces, uh, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you that they have their reward. Now, uh, again, uh, talking about people getting their reward from other people, why would you want to get a reward from somebody else when you can get a reward from God? Uh, and it, it goes back to the manner in which we do things. Uh, are we doing it for God? Then God's going to bless us and we'll get a reward from him. But if we do it f- to impress others, then that we get our reward automatically uh, and we miss out on that. And can you imagine, uh, imagine as, as 
as hard and, and painful as it is to, to fast, can you imagine going through that, going through whatever, let's just say a, a three-day fast, uh, which is challenging and it really, it really works on you. And so imagine going to a, doing a three-day fast, but you're doing it like the Pharisees did, and you've got a sad countenance, and you're letting everybody know you're fasting and all oh, the agony and pain I'm going through. Imagine going through all that, and that's all you you got your reward by just running your mouth off or, or telling somebody else about that and, 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 and sad. Uh, going through all, I can't imagine going through all of that, uh, and, and that's what you get. Right? When you can get something greater from God, when you go through that and you're crucifying your flesh, really because uh, if, you're, if you're doing that, like the, the Pharisees were doing, they really weren't even crucifying their flesh. They were, they were crucifying their flesh in one aspect, but yet their pride of the flesh was just was, was making it known what they're doing. And so it's really a, a counteracting what they were doing. Uh, and so as Jesus says, they got their reward. Imagine fasting and you get nothing out of it. From heaven, really. But when thou fastest, anoint thine head, wash thy face, that thou, uh, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall uh, reward thee openly. And so uh, I want the approval of God. I want his hand, uh, his blessing on my life. And uh, as much as I love you and, and we love each other, uh, if, we're, if we're doing it to impress each other, then we're really shorting ourselves because God can do so much in our life and through us uh, if we're doing it for him. And I know that uh, it's not like we, we're, we, we, we gather and put on a show. Uh, we're we're a, a much more apostolic church than, than that. Uh, so we're obviously doing it for the right reasons. Uh, we're just following after God. But that's not to say that people will not, will not do that. Uh, and so... As Jesus was dealing with this back then, uh, it still it still happens today that people do things for the wrong reasons, and we want to make sure that we're doing it for the right reasons. Uh, musicians, if you would come, uh, it's funny how the uh, the translation, the message translation, says this: uh, when you practice some appetite denying discipline to better concentrate on God. Don't make a production out of it. It might turn you into a small-time celebrity, but it won't make you a saint. If you go, go into training inwardly, act normal outwardly. Shampoo and comb your hair, brush your teeth, wash your face. God doesn't require attention-getting devices. He won't overlook what you are doing. He'll reward you instead. And so uh, if you're going through a fast, obviously you can... Uh, you know, you, you, you let other people know that, hey, you know, cover me in prayer and all these things, and that's fine. But uh, he's addressing the, really the, the Pharisees of the day who do things uh, for outwardly appearance and the approval of man. And that's what Jesus said, they get the reward. And so fasting is an important discipline in our life uh, that helps us conquer the lust of the flesh. As much as our flesh cries out the way the, to conquer the flesh is to fast and uh, when you fast, do it under the Lord, not do it to uh, get the rewards from mankind because we're wasting our time, wasting our energy, and we want to do what God wants us to do. And so 
Fasting is, a neg- is negative for the flesh, but positive for the spirit. And so it can intensify your spiritual walk like, uh, like none other. If you want a shortcut in, in your spiritual journey, uh, start fasting as much as you can because that's, that's going to be a, a shortcut. And we really, if you think about it, you know that fasting is, even though it may seem like a shortcut, it's, it's, it's a hard, hard path to cut through. And it, uh, it can really... Uh, be a hard thing to do, but uh, when you do that for the right reasons, you can really uh, get some growth in your walk with God and get closer to him because that's what it's all about, right? Getting closer to Jesus and being more like him. Uh, If you stand with me tonight, uh, and so uh, in his first message to the world, uh, he's talking about let's not do things to impress other people. But let's do things to impress God, because if we impress him, he'll reward us uh, in due time. Uh, he'll elevate us, promote us, do whatever his favor will be released in our, in our life in due time. And that's the lasting impact that we want on our lives is the hand of God. That we want to live a life that God blesses uh, and that God rewards and that God gives us favor, not just uh, looking to impress somebody else, because uh, We know that man can fail us and, and, and disappoint us and, and, and stab us in the back and, and turn on us and betray us and all of these things. And so why would we spend our time trying to impress somebody who can the next day just turn around and betray us, right? Then we're doing everything in vain where all of that uh, progress and energy and effort is lost because we're doing it for the wrong reasons again. Uh, somebody who is carnal is obviously going to do that, but uh, we we are not called to walk after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so we want to make sure that we are uh, doing what God wants us to do and making sure that we are blessed by him. Because above all, I want to be blessed by the Lord. Uh, I want his favor upon our life. And in these last days, we're going to have to learn even more so to lean upon the Spirit more than ever before, to to crucify the flesh, get away from all of those things, get away from the impulses and the things of this world, and and really dedicate our lives to Him if we're going to follow after Him uh, so that we can see the revival that God wants to put in us and in through this church. We have to make a stand, uh, uh, pray for our enemies, pray for the Pray for this world, pray for the sinners, pray for this city. Uh, we got to love them like the love that God has for us because uh, it's through that unconditional love that God's really going to manifest himself in us and through us. And we want to see his will to be done in our life and in this church. Uh, and so it's going to take all of us and every bit of us to, to get on board and to follow after God because I want to I wanna see what God has in store. Uh, we, I got to do my part. You got to do your part. Uh, and that means we're, we're doing it for the Lord and uniting together for one purpose, and that is to give God glory because our name is, is nothing in this. It's all for the name of Jesus Christ and his glory. Uh, and we're going to see him do great things in us and through us in these last days. Let's worship the Lord. Let's put our minds upon him. Lord, help us, God. Turn to you, Jesus. Do everything for you, God. We're not here to impress others. To seek your face, your will, your kingdom. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. And when we seek his name, we thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. He'll draw near to us. Hallelujah. In the presence of a holy That's where 